Loving patriots, constitutionalists, Trump co-conspirators of truth, recovering Democrats, and those clinging to their guns, Bibles, and constitutions. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows. And also check out the resource page, where you can download the podcast for this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us your questions and comments? Email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And now you can listen and watch us live every Friday morning, 9 a.m. to noonish, on Facebook, X, and Rumble. We have been banned from YouTube. <laughs> And now you can also watch us on your television if you want to, on your smart TV or anything hooked up to your Roku device. Just uh, install the Rumble app and you can get us on your TV. Is that cool or what? So anyway, I thought a lot uh, this week about entitlement thought about entitlement mentality. A question a lot of us are asking these days is, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? Honestly, I'm having trouble telling the difference these days. During the 1940s, an observant person could watch the newsreels and easily see the evil man Hitler and without fail know that he was a malevolent antichrist type who was hell-bent on the destruction of the free world. However, in our world today, evil hides in the shadows. It inverts reality. And yes, it includes legions of corrupt tyrants in this coming age of calamities, wanting, and woes. In this country, everybody is... Oh, what did I do there? So few seem to notice, and even fewer seem to care. Like I've said before, in this country, everybody is too busy living the American dream or living off government handouts paid for by the blood, sweat, and tears of hardworking Americans. They've been too busy to notice the meltdown that is happening around them. Maybe the greatest lie told to our children today is that they are perfect just the way they are. And the damage that this grotesque abomination of a deception is wreaking upon society is earth-shattering. This dogma of self above all is creating a generation of evil unseen at this level since the beginning of post-flood existence. I remember when I was in grade school... I would watch professional bowling on TV and uh, got really interested in bowling. I remember a show uh, when I was growing up in Cincinnati called Bowling for Dollars. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) Got me interested in joining a junior bowling league. There were teams. And each week, my team would compete against a different team in the league. It was, after all, a competition. And each week, depending on which team got the most points based on the combined scores of each team member, there was a winning team and a losing team. At the end of the season, a first place trophy would be awarded to the team members of the team that won the most games. They were the winners. Trophies would also be awarded to the second place team. But we all knew that second place was simply the first loser. 
Nobody's feelings were hurt on the losing teams. The losing team simply went away thinking about how they were going to do better next year. Many years later, as an adult, I remember walking into that same bowling alley on the last day of the junior league, and I noticed tables covered with trophies. I asked someone, what's the deal with all the trophies? I was told that everyone gets a participation trophy. What lesson does this teach a young person? There is no reason to try harder because everybody gets the same reward. Doesn't this seem like they are trying to teach young children to be just like everybody else? How does this inspire anyone to work hard and become a champion? Winning requires hard work. There's a sense of pride you get from accomplishing something. And working for something gives you a much greater appreciation for what you have. I also remember when I was about 13. And I noticed my dad's shotgun that he used for hunting. I was curious about it. And he said, we could go out in the woods and he would show me how to shoot it. I was small for my age. And when I shot it, I thought it had a lot of kick. (laughs) So for a gift... My dad bought me a smaller 410 shotgun. He started taking me hunting with him, and those were memories with my dad I will never forget of spending time in the woods and learning things from my dad. My dad taught me to respect the power of a firearm and know how to safely use it, not to mention how to, if I ever had to, subsistence hunt any time in my life. A couple of years later, when I was about 15 and got a little bigger, I wanted a bigger gun. At the time, I was doing a local paper route and mowing neighbors' lawns to make money. I went down to the local gun shop on my bike and put a 20-gauge shotgun on layaway with the shopkeeper. He filled out a card for me and put it in his file. Every week or two, I would stop by there, put a little more money towards the purchase of my new gun. Months later, I finally made the last payment, and the gun was mine. I paid for it with my own money I had earned from a lot of hard work. To this day, that gun is still one of my prized possessions. A person's self-esteem cannot be artificially propped up, especially not by an outright deception. Everything that happens to us each Daily, each day, changes us either for the better or the worse, and we in no way remain stagnant in our cultivation. Telling people that they are perfect implies to them that they have no need for improvement. One thing I've learned in life is there is always room for improvement. Why are children in a, cla- in a schoolroom attempting to learn something new that openly display signs telling them that they are already perfect? The worst thing you can do to stifle the growing of goodness in all respects is tell someone that they are already where they need to be. The second part of this great deception is that we are telling the growing numbers of narcissistic young people that there's no clear-cut difference between good and evil. This abomination of a lie is equivalent to giving a nuclear bomb to a madman. It will be used, and the devastation will be epic. In a series of books called Conversations with God, which are New York Times bestsellers, the author attempts to answer questions from the perspective of God himself. The author explains to children in these books that they will not be held accountable for their actions. Because there's no thing, no such thing as evil or goodness or right or wrong. There's a plethora of subjects that are all related and together attempt to explain one giant spider web of deception. Our children are surrounded and they are being attacked from every direction. A generation of evil has been reared and it has been set loose to sow destruction. A generation that will reside in the shadows and who will pull the strings of control, they have have prepared well. 
They have places long since prepared for themselves and their circle of co-conspirators to hide as their depopulation plan and its hell on earth is unleashed upon us all. War is not coming. It is here, and it is now. A world without boundaries is a dangerous place. But a people without boundaries, morality, or self-control constitute a coming fall into total anarchy. A war is underway in our country as we watch daily how citizens are fleeing socialist states like California by the thousands. These socialist state bureaucracies, by their own actions, show outright contempt for Americans and the American way of life. As 171,000 Californians are living in the streets as homeless vagabonds, 2,739,000 illegal immigrants are currently being sheltered and paid. Thousands more are streaming across our borders each day. An entire new entitled class is being built before our very eyes to support the globalist agenda and cancel the votes of freedom-loving Americans. This is wrong, but more importantly shows us about the coming danger to us all. I'm less worried about the wolves who are at the door in the the Ukraine or Israel or Taiwan and many other parts of the world. At this point, I'm not so sure that we know who the wolves really are. It's possible that the wolves are in our house with us now. I know for sure that in this United States, it's the wolves inside of this dwelling place that are opening all the doors for invading predators while most people here remain in a drugged and poison-induced malaise. Even if you don't see great danger here at home, you have to ask yourself as a parent, do you want your children to be put through a military meat grinder serving a president and commander-in-chief who is immoral and inept? I personally don't think that this so-called president can be trusted to make sound or moral decisions that will in any way protect any of us. I believe we need our adult kids here at home with us to fight the fight that will soon be at all our doorsteps, and not in some faraway land where evil agendas will promote death on a truly biblical level. We have chaos, calamity, and dysfunction in our world today because we've allowed evil people to falsely define for us the meaning of what good and evil is. All these so-called enemy nations serve the same money masters, the IMF and the World Bank. They all are members of the United Nations. These member nations openly talk about sustainable development, which is just a euphemism for a controllable population. These people don't care about you, your children, or your loved ones. Believing in these nations, including this one, or their false narratives is an endeavor of pure stupidity. There you go. I have Stella with me today. And uh, everybody. Hey, Stella. Hi. How's it going? It's great. I really like that monologue, except I beg to differ with some of it. Yeah, okay. You you said evil hides in the shadows. Excuse me. I think that was in the 50s. They are out there right in your side, right in your face, if you want to say that. They are no longer hiding. They are showing their true colors, everyone. And we all know who the evil people are. So I don't think they're in the shadows anymore. I think they've overcome the shadows. Well, I think that the people that are controlling everything are in the shadows and like we've talked about this about who are they we don't really know um i think the people that are out in the open are people that are middlemen joe biden's a middleman joe joe biden's not in charge of anything i heard that you know mayorkas isn't in charge of anything that idiot secretary of state he's not in charge of anything no as soon as you corner him and ask him questions he tried to avoid everything because he has no idea what to say he hasn't been prompted nobody prepared him for the question that they asked him so he just sits there blank with a blank look on his face yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so by the way how do you like i improved the lighting in the studio today i love it (laughs) of course there's always improvements going on in here but i really like the lighting every week i'm doing something else so you know this week i installed these uh, brand new uh, really nice mic stands and i put in some lighting and 
every week. Every week I'm doing, and I'm going to be working on more stuff after we finish the show today. So yeah. hopefully by next week we'll have our Zoom link up and running. Good. So that's yes. my goal. We need it. Mm-hmm. I got Jason Valancourt in the studio with us today. How's it going, Jason? Buenos dias, everybody. Hi there. I how's, think how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. I think I need to adjust your camera. <clears throat> so, Jason, what's up? Well, <clears throat> I was thinking while you were talking about this, because, you know, I've had the participation trophy conversation for a very long time, and I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm somebody who grew up um, competing and... When I wasn't good enough, guess what happened? I didn't get picked or I sat the bench. As horrible as that sounds, guess what it did? Exactly what you said. It motivated me. Yeah. The next year, I wasn't going to be sitting the bench. I was taking that guy's spot or I was taking that guy's spot. But I, interestingly enough, um, have this theory about how all of this kind of happened, right? And it's... (laughs) It's not a theory. Uh, It's biblical, right? Yeah. And so I just wanted to share with you the softening of language throughout the the what what people call the holy scriptures okay and we're going to start with the king james version of isaiah 45 7 because god is very clear in the king james version of the bible about who creates evil in my in my opinion the king james version is the only version well i'm just i'm using it for demonstrative purposes yeah yeah go ahead okay so uh Isaiah 45, 7, I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Okay. Then we go to what version is this? This is our new King James version of yes. the Bible. Yes. Okay. So this is the new KJV. And 45, 7 says here, it says, I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Okay? Yeah. Evil is a word, and it has meaning in, in, in our life, and, and there's a reason for that word. Well, if you start to take that word out of our vernacular, people don't really understand what it is, right? Yeah. Then we get to this version of the Bible, and no offense, but... Uh, the New International. Oh, that's a terrible version. But that's why I've got it here. I've got it here for, for comparison. I, I own seven different versions of the Bible. Yeah. And so I'm always questioning people who say yeah. it's the word because I say, well, which version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the word. So, Well, it's like a foreign language. You know, it's like you can, somebody can talk to you in a foreign language and unless you can understand their language, you don't really truly understand the full meaning of what they're telling you but if they translate it to english stuff gets lost and and the other thing is is the language right language has meaning and we are taking meaning away from language and the last one this is so ridiculous i want everybody to hear it okay so uh 45 7 where am i oh there's 43 sorry you know, even when you, even in the Spanish language, when you translate it to English, it loses a lot of the meaning. Yeah. Even that language, you know, which is, uh, most of us are familiar with it in New Mexico, but you lose the meaning of it when you translate it to English. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create despair. Do you guys, I mean... Do you realize how far from evil we are with despair? Most human beings have some sort of despair in their life. Most human beings have some sort of evil in their life, too. I, I, I'm not going to argue any of that. My point is simply that language matters, and we have bastardized our language so much so. And the left did this. I mean, the, the progressives did this. Well, they the, know exactly what they're doing, Jason. Absolutely. You know, this is something that I talk about pretty often. I talk about how they change the meanings of words. And they, they have do, to. They, do, they have to. And they, and they do that. Vaccination comes to mind. Right. Vaccination. You know, it's like, you know it's like, what is, by the way, um, we got thrown off of YouTube 
last week because I was talking about the safe and effect, uh, safe and effective nonsense, which isn't safe, safe and effective at all. And by the way, probably in like the second hour or so, I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about that notice I got from YouTube, and I'm going to go through and I and I have a whole bunch of examples of why uh, safe and effective is a lie. Do you did you guys see the Rasmussen report? About 25% of Americans surveyed think that a loved one died due to a COVID vaccination. Oh, yeah. 25% of our country believes that they lost somebody. Well, YouTube doesn't want anybody to know that. Well, no, they don't, because YouTube is basically a propaganda arm of the government. Well, and, and, and I'm going to explain to it, you why. It dovetails right. I was just going to say it dovetails right into what you wanted to talk about anyway. So it does. Please. Please inform us, Becca. It does. So, okay, here's an interesting thing. And I just, I I, I thought, here's an interesting thing I saw today about how the left and the media, they destroy people. Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House. Yes. Okay. The Daily Beast, okay, which that's just a left-wing trash rag as far as I'm concerned. But they've come out and they are now criticizing Mike Johnson because he doesn't apparently have a bank account. Now, honestly, if I had the ability to not have a bank account, I would not have a bank account. Okay? And here's the reason why. It's because when you have a bank account, it gives the government a means of tracking every little bit of money you spend. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, they don't like this. But here's the funny thing is it's, it's so hypocritical with the left. The left is always talking about how, oh, they support the middle class and they want to they bring people, you know, they want to do it from, from the ground up rather than the top down. You know, they, they, they're, they're, for, they're for the working guy. This guy's a working guy. He's not a millionaire. He doesn't have a bank account. He do, actually doesn't even apparently have any kind of retirement saving. He's he's like he's like a lot of us. He's living paycheck to paycheck. Yet he's being destroyed for that reason by the left. I have some questions about him. I also read an article about him. Yeah. Uh, I, yesterday while I was reading the notes, it said that he wanted to cut Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all this stuff, and that all the Republicans had agreed with him. I forgot where uh, – it might have been something, you know, one of these telltale uh, sites that just make stuff up. I'm going to research Probably. it. Probably. I'm going to research it further. Yeah. Cuts I mean, to Medicaid, Medicare, cuts to Social Security mm-hmm. are all – People who understand economics. So if they're talking about making those cuts, the reason they're talking about it is because fiscally responsible people are, are now sitting at the table and being part of the conversation. You can only create and, and inflate money for so long, and then it all collapses. And what we've been telling people for 30 years, the Ron Paul people out there is to audit the fed that fractional reserve banking is an illusion and that we need sound money economics sound money principles by which to to banks are to perform and that hasn't happened and like i said at least 30 years in this country so um you know when nixon took us off the gold standard uh we we were able to 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 create fractional reserve banking and now we're in trouble you know we're in big big trouble and we're 30 something trillion in debt and a lot of us have been screaming for at least two decades stop feeding the pig yeah I remember a commercial that uh, went like that. Feed the pig. I don't know what that was about. I, I, mm-hmm. I just remember that. Don't feed the pig. Don't feed the pig. Yeah. The government has one goal, people, to get bigger, more powerful, and to have more control over each of us. And we were gifted in the beginning of this idea, this creation called America, we were given the ability to try to keep government in check. But it was a responsibility, and it was an obligation. Well, and we've failed on so many levels. <laughs> and I, I, talk, I talk about this all the time. I talk about the, uh, the 
infringement upon rights. They've literally made people forget about what a right is. Yeah, and then we've got this thing going on with the funding for Israel. Okay. Um, you might even call that into question as whether or not that is constitutional or not. The, the, constitu- the Constitution does not uh, call for the government. You know, I, you hear a term called stewardship, and I've heard Ron Paul, or Rand Paul talking about this a lot. Stewardship of the taxpayer money. Okay. You might even, you might even, uh, even a lot of people make the argument that in fact, Taxes are even unconstitutional to a certain extent. Um, the 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 Constitution does make a provision for the states to tax people within their state, but it does make no provision whatsoever for the federal government to tax citizens. So we've got this thing going on with you with Israel, which is terrible. Israel is an ally; mm-hmm. they are an ally which we have vowed to to help. When needed, they've done the same thing for us. I, I, I mean, they, they're a beacon of light in the Middle East for freedom. So, Mike Johnson, he said, "Okay, yeah, uh, we want to we want to do these these funding things for these foreign wars. We want to do these in separate bills. I find that totally reasonable. It's like, and and then you have the left coming out and saying, oh, well, you know the." The the, ba- the the war in Israel and the war in, in Ukraine, they're, they're all the same thing. Well, no, they're not. And as a matter of fact, we're running out of time in this segment, but I want to go into talking about why they are not in the next segment. They are not the same. So anyway, he comes out with a funding bill saying, okay, yeah, we're going to, what was it, like $14, million, $14 billion or something like that to fund Israel to help them out. Personally, I don't think we should fund a foreign country. We can loan them money if they're an ally. But they got to pay us back with interest. That's my opinion. That, but that never happens. I don't think so. When have we ever heard that we got paid for any of the wars that we funded? And it seems like the United States goes and has a war for their own benefits, like the Saudi Arabians and whatever they fought with when they took down the statue of what's his name. They went down the city, had weapons of mass destruction. My brother was there, and he went there, and he said well, there was no weapons of mass destruction. Are you destruction. talking about Anyate? I think that's No, she, uh, she's talking about Saddam Hussein. Yeah, Saddam oh, Saddam Hussein. Hussein. Mm-hmm. She's talking about the weapons yeah. of mass destruction. All the weapons, yeah, which but apparently t- didn't really exist, right? They, they took they all existed. their oil. The, yeah. the thing is, is that when you tell somebody you're going to invade them for six months before you do it. Yeah, they hide them. Well, and you've got a cavernous system all over the world where, you know, you can hide some stuff in this in this planet, believe it or not. Yeah. And I, I, genu- I genuinely believe that those, anything, we sold them the, the ingredients so we know that they had this stuff, yeah. you know, so. All right, so you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. And if you want to call in and join the conversation, our number is 505-444-5059. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. trailer to haul something around check out my friends at jp trailer sales they've been doing business in albuquerque for seven years whether you're hauling cars landscaping equipment dirt or your favorite off-road toys jp trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs they have open trailers enclosed trailers and can even do special orders you'll always receive great friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. 
Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 2226. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guest today, Jason Valencourt. So for the break, we were talking about the situation with the giving money to, to Israel or giving money to Ukraine. Don't give either one of them money. Yeah. We I think no, I, I think Israel's capable. We have no of, money left to give. I think we can. Thank I you, think Stella. <laughs> I I think they're, I think they're an ally, and I think we can we can sell them weapons, as an ally, but giving them money, giving anybody money, giving a foreign p- country our taxpayer money, how is that okay? When did people start thinking that that's okay? Gro- I, <laughs> it's Gro- not constitutional. Grover Cleveland, Democrat, president was asked for $10,000 by the state of Texas during a massive flood that was killing people. I, re- I remember that story. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think Rand Paul was, uh, was it? Rand Paul told that story a while back in Congress, and there was actually a dispute over that. I'm trying, I can't remember which politician was talking about that, but saying, we don't have the right to give away taxpayer money for this. Well, Grover Cleveland's response to the state of Texas was he could find nowhere in the Constitution that warrants the relief of personal suffering. Yeah. That, that's what kind of understanding of the Constitution we had. And now, you know, I mean, Teddy Roosevelt tried to implement a marksmanship program in high school, and the country was outraged. Not because kids were going to be carrying guns to school and because there, were going to be, there was going to be a shooting class at your local high school, but because the president of the United States thought he had any business whatsoever in the local education of children. 
we've just gotten so far away from what was a really good idea. And one of the things that they also told us, those, those, those young white dudes um, that were our forefathers, they were not old white guys. They were all young dudes, by the way, the most mm-hmm. liberal bunch ever for all you liberals out there. Um, but these old, you know, the, these white guys, they... Why? Because they believed in liberty? Yeah, because yeah. they believed in <laughs> exactly. liberty. They believed in flipping off the authority. Right. You know, they... Come on, lefties, progressives, you know, I, 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 I'm constantly amazed at your hypocrisy. But the one thing that they told us, right, was no entangling alliances. And we have just completely lost our way on that one. Yeah, we have. So somewhere along the line, somebody decided that it was, oh, we're going we're gonna to give money to this. We're going to relieve some suffering. Okay. The, the Constitution, if you read the Constitution, nowhere in the Constitution does it mention that taxpayer money can be used to relieve the suffering of anyone. That's not, that's not a function of the federal government. They believed that we had a moral obligation as people, as humans, to take care of the suffering, that that was not the role of government, that yeah. that was the role of community right? and us. So Communities, churches, which they actually do a great key, job. Yeah, other key institutions yeah. in our society that have no role anymore. No. Right? These key institutions like principled businesses – Believe it or not, principled businesses were a major part of our communities. They were funding psych wards and psych institutions. You know, one of the things the left and the progressives cry about the most is mental illness. Well, there's a couple reasons that our mental illness in this country is at what I would perceive to be an all-time high. One is we have absolutely no moral backbone and fiber anymore. Um, designed and created by them. And then the other reason is because we literally, there's a a quote, it's one of my favorite quotes, and it says, um, it is not a sign of good mental health to be well-adjusted to a sick society. And that's what the progressives want to convince you is good mental health, is to be well-adjusted to their sick society. And we, we're fighting it, and we're going to get labeled, and all of this has been written. Yeah. What's going to happen to us? And if I didn't know, if my life wasn't so blessed, I would be petrified of what's going to happen to me. But I've lived this really, really blessed life. So I know that there's good and evil in the world, and that I've, I've experienced so much blessed life that... Now comes the suffering, you know, my life is going to get very difficult and I'm going to suffer. Mm -hmm. And that is by my choice and by my design. I could not suffer. I could go be a mouthpiece for um, transgenderism or um, the climate. Uh, I could I could go do that very easily. I'm an eloquent speaker. I I Mm -hmm. love to talk. The problem is, is that I can't just over and over again, you know, just blast out lies. And they can. You know, this thing with Mike Johnson, where they're going after him now, because he doesn't have a bank account, and he apparently doesn't have millions of dollars in the bank. (laughs) You know, the people, these, these people in the government have found so many ways to profit off of abusing their, their authority in government, in which they inside trade on the stock market. They literally create situations in which they know they're going to pick winners and losers with different companies, and then they invest in that company. And, and you wonder how they become millionaires. And you wonder why they go after a guy I like don't. Mike Johnson, okay? He's somebody that apparently is not playing ball with, with the status quo. He's not part of the establishment. And so, therefore, he, he, he's a threat, to them. Well, Stella ran for office, and let me ask you something, Stella. I, I don't know you well enough to know your bank account, 
but I know you pretty well. I've been around you for a while. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know of a more authentic New Mexican um, than Stella Padilla. Yeah. So my question to Stella Padilla is, what were you going to do when they came to you and they said, Stella, you only have $400 in your bank account, you know, and they're going to blast this in the Albuquerque Journal. Yeah. You know what Stella and I were going to look them in the eyes and say? Both of us were going to say the same thing. I can't imagine we weren't. Yeah. I'm a New Mexican. I live paycheck to paycheck like all the rest of the New Mexicans. Yeah. There's only a small percentage of you people that aren't, you know? And so I I hope Mike Johnson's prepared for that and can look everybody in the eye and say, well, I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I'm like most Americans, you know? I'm poor. I, I'm poor. I'm just getting by. Right, you know, these people say they're for me. They say they're for the poor. Yeah, they're not. Look at them; they're elitists. Yes, they are. So they're attacking a guy like Mike Johnson, mm-hmm. and and I think that I hope that the more they do these kind of things, more people are going to wake up and realize that they're not for the working man. They're not for him at all. The working man to them is just somebody to be stepped on and used. You know, like this whole keep keeping. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about all these billions of dollars. Joe Biden and the Biden crime regime wants to send after all the money they've already sent to Ukraine. They want to send over a hundred billion dollars more. Where is this money coming from? Well, where this money is coming from is your hard work. And where is it going to? We don't know where it's no, going. No, it's all unaccountable. You know, and yet. I I think Ukraine is the biggest money laundering operation in the history of the world. Stella and I have been saying that from the very beginning, haven't we, Stella? Sure. You can see right through it. Yeah, it's a money laundering operation. And let me just share this with you guys. I want you to think about this, okay? Why why does anybody think Israel needs money? I don't think they do. These are not people who are destitute or bankrupt. This is, I mean, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form, taking the side of the Palestinians over the Israelis. Humans are humans to me. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your title is. I don't really care what color you are. If you've got red blood running through your vein, we're on the same team until you tell me we're not. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I believe in you. You're a human. But going back to, you know, I would think that the Israelis have more money than Hamas and Hezbollah. Okay, that's my honest perception. I could be wrong, but I just really think that the Israelis from the get go, when they were when that nation was founded for them, they have done nothing but succeed Mm -hmm. in every aspect of of what we call success. So why in the do they need our money? Uh, Why aren't they giving us money? We're hurting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we are broke. Okay, and can, yeah, you have to think about this. This country is over $33 trillion in debt. We are broke. We have no money to give. That's like me uh, having somebody say, hey, Becca, you know, I, I really need some money. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm bankrupt. I have no money in my bank account, and my credit cards are all maxed out. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you some money. What? How am I going to give? Oh, I'm going to borrow more money. Or my credit card company, even though I'm broke and I've maxed out my cards and I've been very irresponsible in my spending, they're going to give me a spend limit increase. And then I'm going to loan somebody some money I don't have. I mean, that's essentially what our government wants to do. That's what they've been doing. We don't have any money. That's what they've been doing for 30 years. And only Rand Paul and Ron Paul have been saying, can we please stop this? You know, now we got Tom Massey and we got a couple people up there, you know, actually this Matt Gates guy or Gates guy or Gates. Yeah. Matt Gates. Yeah. yeah. Um, he seems to be a fiscal hawk, but we used to have something called fiscal hawks and they kept the, the spendthrifts and the, the crazies from spending our our taxpayer dollars the way they have been for, you know, 30 years now, 40 years now. So uh, we've got some work to do, people. But, you know, the Biden crime regime is just desperate to continue funding Ukraine. They want to keep this war going forever. And yeah. and they try to and they try to draw a parallel between the two wars. OK, 
there's nothing similar to these two wars, okay? Israel is protecting their right to live and exist as a people. You know, Iran and their and their uh, surrogates, which would be Hamas and, and Hezbollah, have vowed to wipe them off the face of the earth and kill them. They are fighting for their survival. Now, on the other hand, the situation with Russia and Ukraine, Ukraine used to be part of Russia. It used to be part of the USSR. A lot of people in Ukraine are are Russian. You know, they're essentially all Russians. And Vladimir Putin is not a globalist. He's not on board with the New World Order. He doesn't want NATO on his border. I wouldn't want him on my border either if I was him. I I, I completely agree with him I on do that. Too. Sure. I would not want NATO on my border either because I think the new world order is not something I would want to be part of. He doesn't want to be part of it. He's He thinks Russia above all. He thinks Russia first. That's his attitude. I think that's why him and him and uh, Trump got along so well. They both had the same kind of idea there. Oh, you, you believe in Russia first? I believe in America first. Okay, we can talk about this. We can negotiate something based on that. So Putin is protecting his sovereignty of his country. Um, Putin doesn't have uh, a hell-bent agenda to go in there and do genocide on Ukrainians. They're simply perpetuating this war, and so, okay, when somebody's shooting you at you, you got to shoot back at them. You know? I, but I believe Trump, when he says, you know, I, I could have this war, people would, they would stop fighting in a day if I was in office. But see... The reason Joe Biden didn't want this war to stop. There's too many people making money. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that the reason that that's a possibility with uh, with Trump is because he's willing to call out the corruption. And as I said earlier, I think it's the biggest money laundering operation that the world's ever seen. And there's something about these biolabs that, that, that they don't want the world to know about. And they know that if Russia gets control of Ukraine, that that will come out. Now, granted, they'll keep it from us here in the United States, but the rest of the world will know what the United States was up to in Ukraine with these biolabs. Um, Tulsi Gap. Tulsi Gabbard called this out. You know, mm-hmm. So here's a left-wing progressive telling the world that there were biolabs in Ukraine. What we should be concerned about here in New Mexico is we might have biolabs here in New Mexico that we should be paying attention to around the southern border. So there's a lot going on, and if we're not paying attention, we're going to miss it. And Biden, you know, this is a shell game, people. And all we have to do is stand up and say no more as a collective people. And this nonsense ends. But until we can convince a small segment of our country who has the microphone that they're wrong and that they need to admit it to everybody, you know. So I keep telling, I keep looking these leftists and progressives in the eyes and saying, when do you admit that, when do you be a grown up and admit that you were wrong? about vaccinations, about climate, about the economy, about crime. You've been wrong on all of these things. Emotionally, you might feel superior, but politically and policy-wise, you've been wrong. So when do you grow up and say, okay, w- w- these, this didn't work? The, the unicorn rainbow policy that we put forth on you know, homeless here in Albuquerque it's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's try good old-fashioned tough love and see if that policy works. Well, like the invasion on the border. You know, I what's what's going on there? I, I was watching during this week. I, I'm watching this invasion. I mean, thousands and thousands of people flooding into our country, and and they're laughing about it. These people, when they put, yeah, I, I watch, you know. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, One America News, or what? You know, where uh, he he's down there on the border, and he's he's and these people are laughing oh, at us. Oh, well, yeah, them. And there's another one, uh, Ben Burkwam. He's down there, and he does okay. a lot of stuff uh, on on social media. They're like these people are laughing at us when they're coming into the. They think this country is a joke. 
And one of the people even talked to even even said that it's like, oh, you know, everybody knows, you know, we can just we can just come right on in. They're coming from all over the place. And, you know, we have these wars going on in which we're probably creating more enemies on a daily basis. And do you not think I mean, do people are people so stupid that they don't realize that of the millions? Apparently, the last current account I heard was like seven million people have come across our border illegally, do you not realize that there has got to likely be a lot of sleeper cells now in this country of people from countries, from these Islamic countries that have these have these extremist ideas that are not in our country plotting to do something to America? I mean, do you not believe that? You would, you would think they would get that right away seen as America's involved themselves in so many of the country's businesses where they had no business there and that these people are really angry I mean they've lost lives their buildings are disappeared I mean Hillary did a great injustice to them the whole time I mean the Iranians are where she blew up the buildings but they don't get it that they're going to come back with a vengeance with revenge and they're going what they they just hurt the people they don't hurt the people that actually started the war or that blew up their buildings or killed their people they're going to kill the little people, the the ones that are standing here, like an empire, they don't get the politicians that that actually uh, did that damage to their country. They're not going to be touched at all. It's us, the people. No, they've actually made Americans into the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think most Americans probably believe a lot like I do. I don't have anything against these people. I don't have anything against Palestinians. I don't have anything against Ukrainians. I don't have anything against Russians. But they don't or, know that. They, they the don't know that. Palestinian mothers love their children, too. You know, I don't remember who, it, who yeah. said it, but the Russian mothers love their children, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in a song, I think. Um Look, guys, the rich have been getting the poor to fight their wars from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. We we supposedly are smarter than all of this at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I And, and all of this is going on, and yet with this huge threat of, of possible... Uh, terrorist attacks in this country, suicide bombers, all kinds of all. Look at what a handful of people did on 9/11. The 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 carnage that happened in Israel recently was by a relatively small number of people. Imagine what Millions imagine what 100,000 terrorists could do in this country in one day if they decided to rise up and start setting off bombs all over the country. I mean, this could happen, people. It's going to. Mm -hmm. I think it is going to happen. And yet, the border has not been shut down. Is that unbelievable to all of you, like it is to me, that the border has not been shut down? Why? Why has the border not been shut down with this danger, this extreme danger to our country? It's because Joe Biden hates this country. It's the Democrats hate this country. It's not Joe Biden. It's they. They. They hate The people pulling the strings. Joe Biden's just a senile old man that does what he's told. He don't even know what the hell's going on from day to day. He don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to walk off the stage. He can't read the teleprompter. He can't walk up the stairs to Air Force One. He don't know what's going on. He's a senile. And, you know, this. I got to thinking about this the other day. Look at, remember during the 2020 election, how many people were running for the Democrat nomination? Remember how many people were running? Mm-hmm. 24. A few of them actually seemed like uh, pretty good uh, pretty, pretty good candidates. Tulsi Gabbard was certainly a great candidate. I, I told you, know? you my theory on this, right? Uh, go why, ahead. Why, that, why, why they picked Joe Biden? Yeah, go ahead. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. They were the only two out of that whole bunch, ironically, that were corrupt enough and dirty enough to say yes to the fact that they knew that they were not going to legitimately win an election and that they were going to be installed. Mm-hmm. And they said, who's, you know, they, they 
looked over the field and they had Warren and they had Buttigieg and, you know, they had this Buttigieg, Tim Kaine. And, you know, they had all these people. Tim Kaine, that guy's a drunk. I mean, it's like, I can't imagine that guy. And as bad as all you look at him and he looks like he's just just barely sobered up. Well, and you look, and you know, as bad as all of these people were, Bernie Sanders, you know, was out there in that bunch again as well. You look at all of these people, and as lacking in character and moral as a lot of them probably are, they wouldn't do this. But Biden is has been corrupt. From the get-go, I mean, there's just video. He's always been corrupt. Yeah, he's just always been that guy, willing to be as corrupt as needed to be. And I'm sorry, but I think Kamala Harris has proven to be the exact same kind of person um, that is willing to 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 be a, a Fanny Willis, you know, um, uh, you know, wh- whatever dirty. Uh, underhanded lawfare type <laughs> tactics that they're willing to use. Um, all of this should be scaring progressives, and it's not because they they perceive themselves to be morally superior to the rest of us. They perceive themselves to be more evolved than us, and they perceive us to be clingers. Of Bibles and bitter clingers, bitter clingers of Bibles, right. guns, and and uh, you know uh, traditions. So I'm, I, I, we reap what we sow. People, these are hard axioms in, in in life that we're going to have to deal with. And I am on the inside a freedom loving individual, and I believe that we could have vetted. All of these people coming across our border because we have the technology to do so. We choose not to because the Republicans and the Democrats see this this political football called immigration as a tool to raise money and to be divided. And instead, nobody is looking at the statue in in the Bay of New York and saying, how do we honor this? And it's simple. We have the technology to do it. We have the technology to build a wall, a fence, an electronic fence. We have drone capability that could surveil all sorts of, of miles, acreage. We don't choose to do any of these things because it is more to the benefit of these political parties and their donation schemes um, to have this mess. And then, of course, now what you've mentioned is now we've had an invasion it, it it went from a mess to an outright invasion and what are we doing to stop it not a thing absolutely nothing nothing and 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 you're right you know joe biden he's not in charge of anything he's a saying and here's the thing that really gets me is you have democrat voters that say, oh, well, it's our tradition to vote Democrat. My parents voted Democrat. My grandparents voted Democrat. My great-great-grandparents voted Democrat. We're all Democrats. They don't pay any attention to who's running. You people need to wake up. You absolutely need to wake up, people. Remind you them need to it's wake the up. party of the Klan. It's don't the party ever, of the Klan. Don't ever let them forget that it's the party of the Klan, that they were so... <laughs> That they had a, what was it, 1% rule? Wasn't it the Democrat Party? And even the Germans in Nazi Germany didn't have a 1% rule. But Democrats did. If you had 1% of black blood in you, you were black. Okay? Whereas the Germans, you know, you could have up to 10% Jewish blood in you, and you were not considered Jewish. Yeah. But most of the Nazi platform was stolen from from believe it or not the democrat party. Oh it was. So, that's that you know that's an interesting truth. I read about that one day. It's like no the the eugenics programs and all that kind of crap that was going on in 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 Nazi Germany. They got that idea from America. <laughs> it's like that's where it came from. Well, they didn't invent it. If you think about it, um, people were tried and hanged. Is it, am I saying that right? Hanged? Hanged, um, yes. My mom would kill me if I got that wrong, if I said hung. I think they um, say hanged instead of hung. I, right, I, yeah. My yeah. mom, man. Grammar <laughs> yeah. police, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. Anyway, um, for doing experimental medical procedures on human beings, right? Right. 
guess what just happened over the last three years? That's exactly what happened. These people are war criminals, you guys. And the sooner you put two and two together as being four instead of 68, which I don't even know how you came up with that, but that seems to be how you guys do math. Um, When you guys start doing math the right way again and two plus two equals four, and you realize that when you're throwing out the word fascist every other word and you were the one telling people that they were going to let big pharma vaccinate everybody and you had to change the definition of that word to even make it work you're the fascist you fool yeah you are supporting fascist joe biden is a fascist in every amen every definition of the word he is a fascist same with mitch mcconnell yeah right i mean let's call them all out i'm not afraid to they are nancy pelosi it's a uniparty right chuck schumer All right, guys, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. In the second hour, I want to talk a little bit about um, censorship. We were censored. I'm going to I do self-censorship. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to expand on that. I'm going to talk about the COVID-19 lie. And uh, yeah, we're never going to be allowed on YouTube again. That's okay. I'm all right with that. We'll be back. <laughs> 